All right, man. Welcome to Crow Triple Seven Radio. This will serve as episode 223. We were going to do a 0.5, but we ended up with so many bullet points. It's going to be a full episode. Uh, we're trying to get back on track here. As people will notice, I just ran an advisory notice on YouTube because we're sick and tired of the threat that we keep getting uh, for censorship. They pulled down everything Dr. Kaufman did. They pulled ads. They flagged me. Um, they gave me a strike, actually, a while back. Um, so we've had it. And so we're going to run the free content on my site, crow777radio.com. And for members, same as always, nothing has changed. But what we're going to do is we're going to lay down the, the timeline of what's happened to us since where I marked the date at 311, where I stayed up after midnight to write a blog because I'd been talking about this beast in the room that finally got here on 311. Since I've started this podcast, there have been precious few episodes that haven't been addressing the beast in the room that stood up on March 11. Um, anyhow, welcome, Jason. Well, good afternoon. Yeah, uh, it's a bit dreary, um, overcast, got some warmth, but I think we're going to go straight from no spring to summer here. And lots of thunderstorms. Yeah, we've had a bit. Um, we, we, I'm right on the coast, so we generally miss it, but uh, we got a, a hell of a lot of bullet points. And let's preface, this is yanked from mainstream, and we just want to get all this crap on the record. What's happened here is our world has changed. It's never going back to where we were. And there's a caveat with that. If we stand up, and you guys heard the last episode, there was so many rave reviews for the last episode. And that's not the only way, by the way. There are people emailing me all the time saying, I would do it this other way. We're trying to catch up and get proven methods. But if a few thousand people, even just a few thousand people started to implement these methods, there would be a reckoning. Um, because the law is still the law, at least for now. If we get past that, then whoa, woe to all of us. But let's jump in here with the bullets, Jason. Well, the first thing I would like to remind everyone of is that the only contagion is fear. That's the facts, Jack. This whole thing was pulled off with what was echoed in the terrible Green Lantern movie. And I'll preface that so you understand that they understand when they encode their nonsense and play their childish ass games. In Green Lantern, the green ring is like the life color, the life force, all the stuff. The good guys do what they do. But the rulers of the watchers of the universe, the most enlightened beings won't touch the color yellow because that is fear. And one of them finally tries and he turns into a horrible monster. There's your idea. There's your proof that they know the power of fear. In that movie, they're telling you pre-echoing what's coming, that fear is the most contagious, most uncontrollable thing known to human beings. There it is. So there was a slow trickle of information coming from the very closed off and dictatorially controlled country of China, beginning toward the end of 2019 regarding a new virus. This was prepping up the fear notion in the minds of the nations of the world. Given how the events of 2001 are now nearly 20 years in the past, Perhaps the controllers felt that a new notion of worldwide fear is needed to be bred into the populations of the world. Okay, a couple things. Right now, they're playing the double whammy. Trump's up there saying, oh, we're going to take away your ability to censor while YouTube is threatening to censor. See the game that gets played? You think someone out there are helping us? I got news for you, but get back to China. We did way back an episode on AI showing the overwhelming perfect vision and control of information and the magical ability to predict the future they were going to have. In China, the acronym of those three company country uh, corporations is BAT, B-A-T, Baidu, Alibaba, and Tencent. There was also the whole 
virus came from a bat nonsense encoded in the media at one point. And this relates directly to what goes on in our media with Batman. Are you following the breadcrumbs here? This is all nonsense, provable nonsense, but plausibly de deniable. And that is the tough spot in which we live. On December 31st, 2019, Chinese authorities were said to be treating dozens of cases of pneumonia from an unknown cause. On December 31st, the government in the area of Wuhan, China, publicly confirmed that health authorities were treating dozens of cases. Within several days, researchers in China claimed to have identified a new virus that had infected dozens of people in Asia. At the time, there is no stated evidence that the virus was readily spread by humans. Health officials in China stated that they were monitoring the situation to prevent this supposed outbreak from developing into something more serious. I'm going to say one common sense thing, and it was really the only thing anyone needed to know to understand what is going on in this largest coup d'etat in the history of our world that we're aware of. Who do you quarantine? Historically, for the entirety of humanity, as far as we know, only sick people are quarantined. In some founding document, and I hope I don't get this too wrong, give me a break if I get this wrong, I've read so much. You're allowed to quarantine for 14 days, but guess who you're allowed to quarantine in a dire emergency? It would be the sick people. You do not quarantine the whole damn world. There's your tell on the face of it. If you were an emerging awakening mind, that would be the only thing you need to understand. And that goes beyond the fact that this whole thing's made up out of whole cloth. We've had all these doctors just fallen out with mainstream to say germ theory is a theory that can be proven to be incorrect. And that one thing, if you took the time to research it, um, looked at stuff that Dr. Kaufman and others have laid down, you can see the scientific proof, actual mainstream scientific proof. And this is no different than the history we live with. It's all a lie agreed upon. It's really that simple. On January 11th, 2020, the Chinese state media, which means, of course, that it is completely government-controlled, reported the first known death from an illness caused by the new virus, which was said to have infected dozens of people. The 61-year-old man who was supposed to have died from this illness was said to be a regular customer at the market in Wuhan. The report of his death came just before one of China's biggest holidays, the Chinese New Year, celebrated on the 24th and 25th of January, when hundreds of millions of people would be traveling around the country. All right. And I mean, uh, let's just go with the numbers game. 61-year-old man, there's your misuse of the number seven, the mind weapon. And then when they go down and state their dates, they can't just give you a day. They got to say 24, 25, that's 11. The evilest of Crowley's numbers in his warped mind. Um, and then, of course, when they get down to the next bullet points, just pay attention to all the 11s that are dropped. And let's get this clear. 11 is not a damn evil number unless you got an evil mind and that's the intent you put on it and the way you use it. The numbers are the numbers we have to use, but this is all a shell game of the grandest magnitude. I, I can't even begin to cover how grand the magnitude of the shell game is. On January 20th, the first stated as confirmed cases outside of mainland China occurred in the countries of Japan, South Korea, and Thailand. This is according to the WHO's first situation report. The first confirmed case in the United States is stated for the following day in Washington State, 
where a man in his 30s is said to have developed symptoms of this new illness after returning from a trip to Wuhan. Got to get your 33 in there on January 20. That's three. A man in his 30s. There's your other three. But let's take a closer look here. Who's complicit? Well, we know everyone's complicit, but China, South Korea, and Thailand under the thumb. And who's driving the boat? I hear an owl. The who? This goes on and on and on. This is the oldest school that we're aware of, the oldest family lines. Uh, we will probably do a show at some point where I will try to show how Rome was taken down, how the Vatican was founded, and how what's called royalty, which I don't accept that there's a drop of royal blood anywhere in Europe, um, those, those, I guess we'll call them families were founded. Um, these bullet points, if you'd scrutinize them and use your higher mind, tell you what's gone on here. And for whatever reason, it's almost hard to imagine there is leverage on everybody, on everywhere, just about. And the only dissent that we generally see are in some of the more poor nations like in Africa, but it's hard to know. Are these guys being directed to be dissenting, to give people hope? Or is it something else? Did the, the news out of Canada that they were standing up, is that to false, give you false hope? I can't tell you. I really can't tell you. The Chinese authorities closed off Wuhan on January 23rd. Wuhan is a city with a population of approximately 11 million people. They did this by canceling flights and trains that would be leaving the city, as well as suspending buses, subways, and ferries within the city. 17 people are stated to have died, and more than 570 others are stated as having been infected. This number includes citizens of Taiwan, Japan, Thailand, South Korea, and the United States. So here's the Marty McFly code again. They can't help themselves. January 23, that's a five and a one. It makes a six. That's an inverted nine after directly after which they tell you there's 11 million people in the city. There's your Marty McFly encode of 9-11. 9-11 to refresh memories is the precursor where this ball began to roll uphill uh, in the light of day. So for many episodes, every single one I encoded 9-11 telling you that this is the full frontal coming. So you will see these numbers. Uh, with this one, you'll see a hell of a lot of 33s. But anyhow. On January 30th, the WHO declared what they were calling a global health emergency. Amid thousands of new cases in China, a public health emergency of international concern was officially declared by the WHO China's foreign ministry spokeswoman, who said that they would continue to work with the WHO and other countries to protect public health. The U.S. State Department began warning travelers to avoid China. All plausibly deniable, everything that goes on, and this is why it's so hard to combat this, which is why knowing the things that we're pointing out is just information. Because if you walk in anywhere and try to get someone who's clueless to catch on to what we're pointing out, they're going to think you flipped your damn lid. But I mean, come on, you want to pull January 30th? That's a four. And then tell us it's a global health emergency. They're dropping the death in code. They're playing the death game here. But you see, this is all just stuff to recognize because they could do anything at any time or print anything, but they are very specific in what they print. But this is not the key to the lock. These are keys to recognize nonsense, but you don't even need these keys. If it's coming out of mainstream's mouth, they are lying to you. They are manipulating, even if it's not a lie, it is manipulating you in some way that is unhelpful. That's where we are now. The remedy here, 
Well, look at Alphonse. Look at the guys from Australia. Those are where the remedies are going to come. We ain't got no time to use perfect English to build anything, to try to create something online. What we have is the tools we woke up with. And that's where we're going to go after we get done putting this timeline down for whatever history matters. On January 31st, the Trump administration restricted travel from China. All entry into the United States by any foreign nationals who had traveled to China in the past 14 days were suspended. This excluded the immediate family members of American citizens or permanent residents. By this date, 213 people are said to have died, with nearly 9,800 infected worldwide. All right, the the 9-11 game's getting played. Um, There's so much going on in here, but I'm not going to waste my time. And of course, the man that died has to be 44. There's your death door in code. Let's keep going, Jason. On February 2nd, the first beer bug death was reported outside of China. A 44-year-old man in the Philippines is said to have died after being infected. At this point, the claim is that more than 360 people had died from beer bug-related issues. On February 5th, a cruise ship in Japan quarantined thousands of people, occurring after a two-week trip to Southeast Asia. The more than 3,600 passengers began their quarantine aboard the Diamond Princess cruise ship in Yokohama, Japan. Officials began screening passengers, and the number of people who tested positive became the largest number of beer bug cases outside of China. By February 13th, the number is said to be 218. All right, I'm not going to play this game all the way through these these clips. I'm just going to point out a couple quick ones. The, the 3,600 passengers is, of course, echoing the triple six. The reason it echoes the triple six is because if you add every number from one to 36, the sum of that is 666, and also the way it's written, three sixes. Um, And of course, they're stamping who's doing this, the princess, the royalty. And of course, the number that's said to be dead is 218. Doesn't take a genius to know that one and eight is nine, nine plus two is 11. So they're linking to 9-11. And of course, right before that, on February 4, they're echoing the death number again. On February 7th, Dr. Li Wenliang, a Chinese doctor, is said to have died after contracting the beer bug. He was hailed as a hero by many for trying to ring early alarms that infections could spin out of control. In early January, the authorities had reprimanded him, and he was forced to sign a statement denouncing his warning. Dr. Li's death was said to have provoked anger and frustration at how the Chinese government had mishandled the situation. This is how the mind hook, the trap, works. Here, look at my left hand. Look at these details. Look at this other crap we made up. For my money, this guy didn't even exist. And if you want me to consider differently, prove it. And no video you come up with out of the news or any other damn thing you show me is going to convince me that this is a real human being. You know why? Because I value the sanctity of my mind more than I value false news. It's that simple. Um, And let's make a common sense point here. This whole thing is built on the premise that if two human beings touch each other, they could kill one another. Let me ask a simple question. If that was even possible, how could human beings have been here for so many, I guess, thousands, hundreds of thousands? I don't know. Hundreds of thousands of years, maybe? How is that possible? It's not possible. Common sense will trump this nonsense every time. But we just had some people 
who were kind of getting upset, upset with me in the forum. And I wasn't trying to be rude, but I know I have a habit to do terse responses. And I do apologize for that, but you have no idea how many things I got to answer in a day. My point was, is the news is never trying to inform you of anything helpful or to fix a damn thing at this point. It is all agenda. It is all lies. It is all gearing up for what we see going on everywhere, which is basically a world takeover. So I'll say it one more time. Prove to me this man ever lived because I can see your mind hooks all over the information that surrounds it. On February 11th, The Who proposed an official name for the disease this new virus causes, COVID-19, an acronym that stands for Coronavirus Disease 2019. This name makes no reference to any of the people, places, or animals associated with the beer bug, with the extended goal of avoiding stigma. The next day, the death toll in China is said to have reached 1,113, with a total number of confirmed cases at 44,653. There were 393 cases outside of China in 24 countries, according to official sources. This is a key point that should prove to any mind what is going on because of the information being tendered. February 11, there's your evilest of numbers 11, that special nines and 11s they love so much. But it's February as one, so there's your first one, one, one. Not only is it 11, it's a three. In the course of this, they come up with their corona, their COVID, their big name stamp that shows you it's the crown. All right, as we go down, what do we get to? One, we've reached a total of cases of one, 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 three. There's your second triple one, your second 11, and the way it's written here is also meant to encode 33 because 11 times three is 33. When we get down to the confirmed cases, they drop their 44 death stores and 653. There's your like ninth three in this article with another 11. It goes on and on and on. And then of course there were 393 cases. They finally had to get their nine in there and there's another 33 for you. I'm not going to do this anymore as we go through unless it seems important, but there's a reason that I'm stopping to point this out because this bit of information is giving it a name, Benny. They're bringing it to life. They're bringing that spell out of the depths of hell and they're thrusting it up into the daylight. COVID-19. How many geniuses can realize that that 19 is meant to tie it to 9-11 and that this is 19 years after night? It goes on and on and on, but then it's not good enough. To just call it COVID, it's got to get corona. There's your sun idea. There's your royalty idea. There's your crown idea. It, it's unreal. And then, of course, all the anagrams and other crap that can be pulled out of it, like carnivorous and stuff people have done. The modern human mind has to get the hell off the toilet and quit acting like what's going on can be taken at face value. You have to do one of two things, educate yourself so you can recognize the things I'm pointing out that clearly indicate the intent of information, which is dragging you to the crossroads, which is a mind trap, which will force you to have to make a decision. All right. Or simply get to the point where, you know, the source, you know, the source has lied and I don't give a damn what they tell me not buying. And I mean, it sounds blunt and I know I sound rude. But I'm sorry, man, we're up against it. And we've got to get some, some minds flipping over onto the positive side of the ledger here. On February 14th, France joins in. An 80-year-old Chinese tourist is said to have died at a hospital in Paris. 
This is supposed to be the first beer bug death outside of Asia, according to official sources. This is supposed to be the fourth death from the beer bug outside of mainland China, where about 1,500 people are stated to have died, most of them being in the Hubei province. So stand by for the news that starts to put the mind weapons out for the people who drool in front of the news that China knew this was happening. They hit it and they caused this whole world calamity. Probably warlike words. Just watch. It'll happen. None of it's true, but it'll happen. On February 19th, after enduring a two-week quarantine, 443 passengers began disembarking the Diamond Princess cruise ship. It was the first day of a three-day operation to offload people who are said to have tested negative for the virus and were not showing any symptoms. Passengers who shared cabins with supposed infected patients had to remain on the ship. At least 621 people aboard the ship were said to be infected. Oh, it's just I get so tired, but I'll do it one more time. So what day did it happen? February 19. Every time you see a 19. By the way, every time you see a 19, it's relating to the metatonic cycle of the moon, among a God knows how many other things. But how many passengers were quarantined? 443. Four and four is eight. Eight and three is 11. What day was it on? 19. You following? They, of course, had to drop that number because they again established royalty with the Diamond Princess, which echoes the name Corona, the crown. On February 21st, the Shincheonji Church of Jesus, stated to be a secretive church in South Korea, was said to be linked to a surge of infections in the country. The number of confirmed cases in the country are said to have risen above 200, and more than 400 other church members are reported with potential symptoms, according to officials. Because of this, the government shut down thousands of kindergartens, nursing homes, and community centers, and also put a stop to political rallies in the South Korean capital of Seoul. Go back, I don't know, a month, maybe two before 311 when this started, and you'll see my prediction that the Olympics would play greatly into whatever went on this year before the fact. But I mean, what do we do here, Jason? Sing John Lennon's mind games? <laughs> I don't know what else to say about it. It's beyond the pale. It is so kind of cunning and such an evil trap for a person who thinks they can just live their life with not having any reason to be suspicious. And that's really what irks me more than anything is because a person should be able to live their life in that way if they choose. But this is what's causing the problem because a person that lives their life in that way, which they have the right to do, is going to fall into this godforsaken trap every time. They're going to get drugged to the crossroads and they're going to take the bad decision. And we all know where that goes because we've been watching it for years now. On February 23rd, we move on to Italy when the officially reported cases grew from fewer than five to more than 150. In the Lombardy region, officials locked down 10 towns after a cluster of cases suddenly emerged in Codogno, which is southeast of Milan. Schools were then closed, and sporting and cultural events canceled. Yep, we're just going to ignore the entirety of history, and instead of quarantining sick people, we're going to quarantine the entire world. Right now, I'm getting emails from parents of children who are getting notified by their school district via email and through the mail. How have you liked doing school at home? Would you just like to do that forever? This is never ending. 
This is what I'm telling you. What has started will never end. There is no new normal coming behind this. Do you follow? If we do not stand up and demand better, this is never going away. The way we live will be based on what's happened here. And as it goes along, they'll take by inches a little more, a little more until 10 years from now, this place looks like some dim nightmare of what we knew a short time ago in February. Iran had announced its first two beer bug cases on February 19th. Less than a week later, on February 24th, the country now said that it had 61 cases and 12 deaths. This was more than any other country at the time, with the exception of China. Public health experts warned that Iran was a cause for worry, as its borders are crossed each year by millions of religious pilgrims, migrant workers, military personnel, amongst others. Cases in Iraq, Afghanistan, Bahrain, Kuwait, Oman, Lebanon, the United Arab Emirates, along with a solitary one in Canada, are said to have been traced back to Iran. Well, here we are, back to the Holy Land. People don't think of it that way, but it's the only way I can think of it now. This is all going to go back to the priestly class, the string pullers, the owners of everything, the nightmare that we are facing if we don't simply stand up and demand what the Creator gave us all at conception, at the zygote. Um, that's what's on the chopping block here. Um, it can't be totally stolen, but it can certainly, or stolen, it can certainly be caged up for a long time. What can be taken is your rights, your right to movement, your right to travel. Look at the episode image. I took some time to label all the falling human beings, all the things that are going to be lost. Um, we are never going back until better is demanded. And it doesn't take that much where we are now. Um, these methods we've laid down about using courts and notices of law, all these things we've laid down, those are humane rights that everyone has the wherewithal and the ability to demand. But if that slips away, then what follows next, I'm not even sure I'll stick around to check it out. I'm aware of what mass violence is about, and I don't want any part of it ever again. On February 26th, Brazilian health officials state that a 61-year-old Sao Paulo man recently returned from a business trip to Italy, tested positive for the beer bug. This was the first officially stated case in Latin America. Officials then began tracking down other passengers from the flight that this individual had taken to Brazil, as well as others who had had contact with him since his return. I guess I could probably guess the name of this man. It was Winston, right? His name had to be Winston. Must have been Winston, right? Because because of this 61-year-old man, they're going to track everybody he ever saw in his life. Um, this is how it works. Uh, it's, you know, well, I'm not going to get into it. I'm just not going to get into it. But go ahead, Jason. Back to Italy, where 800 people are said to have been infected by February 28th, remained what was called an area of concern. Cases in 14 other countries, such as Northern Ireland and Wales, were said to be traceable back to Italy. Germany had a stated amount of nearly 60 cases by February 27th. France reported 57, which was more than triple the number from two days earlier. Both England and Switzerland reported additional cases, while Belarus, Estonia, and Lithuania all reported their first infections. Is everyone out there aware that Switzerland never did jack. They didn't lock people down. They didn't force masks. They said they were going for herd immunity. That's right. 
all the people that aren't kings of the universe or the herd referring to you as sheep as the religion of the West often did. You're a sheep in the religion of the West. Are you a sheep? Because if you're not a sheep, you should probably correct and amend what you accept as okay. I'm not a damn sheep. And in Switzerland, they have had no problem. How, how is it that Switzerland, where the kings of the universe and the seed corporation exist, um, can just say, we're not shutting anything. We're business as usual. We're going for herd immunity. But yet the rest of the world is being brought, has already been brought to its knees, has had economies crashed, has had small businesses that may or may not ever come back while they print paper money of no value at a rate that is truly astonishing. My own mother, having received her, received her $10,000 card the other day in the mail, which I cut right through the tracking chip. It's unreal, man. It doesn't take any common sense to recognize what's happened to all of us. But the information control is what's going to drive this. This is war in the time we live in. There is no need for bullets or bombs if you control all information. And that's besides fear, what's giving them total control at this point. On to Nigeria, which is Africa's most populous nation, which confirmed its first case of the beer bug on February 28th. The patient was said to be an Italian citizen who had returned to Lagos from Milan. Uh, is that a play on the word Logos? I don't know. I don't care. But uh, let's let's ask the simple question here. Um, I don't remember if it was Nigeria. It was one of the African countries where the supposed ruler standing up. This is a farce. And by the way, we had a pawpaw fruit, a cat and a dog tested, and they all came back positive. So what's going on here? Is it possible that a leader of a country can dissent because it's a small country? Or is that just more of the stirring of the pot? More of the, you were told this was fake, and yet you're still wearing a mask. What's going on? I, I can't tell you. I don't know. Um, and by the way, I don't value, but when that's a pretty bold damn thing to do, to stand up as leader of any nation in this world and tell you we tested a piece of fruit and it came back positive, just saying. On February 29th, authorities announced that a patient near Seattle, Washington, had died from the beer bug. This was stated as being the first beer bug casualty in the United States at this time. However, it was later stated that two people had died earlier, though the diagnoses of the beer bug were not said to have been noticed until months later. The number of worldwide cases are now said to be nearly 87,000. Because of this official number, the Trump administration issued its highest level warning, which is known as a do not travel warning, for areas in Italy and South Korea that were supposed to be the most affected by the virus. The last time I traveled with normalcy in this country was a month before I got married, which was a month before 9-11. That was the last normalcy I ever knew that resembled the world that I knew when I was young, which wasn't perfect, which wasn't free of the slavery that is hard to notice at points, but the freedom or the perceived freedom was on a wholly different level. But, you know, of course, in this bullet points, first time they're going to pull this into the United States. What date is it? It's February 29, 2 and 9 make 11. The 9 turns into an 11 with the 2 encoding 9-11. And where is it? Of course, Washington. Um, not D.C., but it doesn't matter. They got to get their little words in there, don't they? On March 3rd, the CDC, the Centers for Disease Control, lifted all federal restrictions on testing for the beer bug, according to Vice President Mike Pence. 
The news came after the CDC's first attempt to produce a diagnostic test kit failed. I wonder why. <laughs> At this time, the beer bug is said to have infected more than 90,000 people worldwide, with 3,000 casualties, according to The Who. March 3, 3,000 casualties. March is the third month, 33, 33, 33, CDC, It's like watching children in kindergarten with nuclear weapons. That's what this is like for me. Why? Why do you got to do this childish nonsense? If you're going to go take over the world, can't you at least man up or woman up and just put your damn steel-toed boots out there and say we're taking over? That's not how it's done anymore, man. All this underhanded nonsense. Um, and I don't even, you know, when we do episodes like this, Jason, I just don't want to do it. I know we're doing it to get it on the record. Um, but I kind of, sometimes I just feel like I got a life to live here. And I, <laughs> I've done this for so long, I don't want to have to point it out anymore. And by the way, we're at March 3rd on this bullet point. So buckle up, buckaroos and buckarals, because March 11th is next. On March 11th, President Trump appears from the Oval Office stating that he would halt travelers from European countries, with the exception of Great Britain, for 30 days. The WHO also declared the beer bug a pandemic, with stock markets plunging even further than they already had. You know, one of the most baffling things about all this, and I remember watching a uh, polite young guy who has to do with the money markets talking about this the days on the lead up and after we actually reached out to try to get him on but he never responded to us i imagine he's a busy busy man but the money market it just went haywire and all the things that had been expected to be correct about working in that i guess i'll call it an industry it's really not but it all went out the window and they started printing money at a clip but here's the other side of that coin I know people who trade in precious metals, and they had been saying for years that this fiat currency system can't be squeegeed, tricked, fooled to exist any longer. It's coming down to it. And they had gotten to a point where they lived the entirety of their lives with what's called specie, gold or silver, basically, within their community. That's how they buy and sell and trade and do all these things, because they knew that fiat currency could not be held up. Part of the reason is that fiat currency, the way we use it, is built on debt. So it's not only just the fact that you and I are handing around IOUs that never get paid, like I give you $5, basically says I owe you 5 bucks, but you take it because you know you can hand it to someone else and say the same thing, and they'll accept it. It's how this works, but there, at no time is the debt paid, and at no time has value been exchanged, and that is because there is no specie or precious metal backing the bill. So what happened almost immediately as we went into this, they started printing money at a clip that's never been seen in the history of the world, plus the Federal Reserve began dumping American dollars into every other Federal Reserve, and there are crap loads of other Federal Reserves around the world at a pace that is almost unimaginable. As I watched the gentleman describe it, he said, do you remember under Bush when everyone flipped out about the TARP payment? And I forget whether it was $600 trillion or what that ridiculous number was. And people were just staggered. He said they were doing that every few hours. Days later, I watched him. He said they've been doing it every few hours since this started. So I'm saying this to illustrate a point. Things are never going to be what they once were. There's going to be a different world. Right now, we have a choice to be a part of what comes out of this next by saying, hey, 
We all got the divine spark here. There are documents that protects our rights and we're well within our wherewithal to employ them and to exert pressure back because there was a time when all authority was derived from the human beings that made up the populace. That's what's being cast aside now. And the reason I'm pointing it out is because I don't know where we are in a year. Will a federal court still do what a federal court's supposed to do? I can't tell you, but I can tell you that if that path goes away, then it is nightmarish, the avenues that will be open to those who wish to have freedom. And I think these are critical things to think about. But I will point out to you that our money will never be as it ever was. And I will further point out one more time, the day that we go to crypto, humanity will have lost more freedom in that moment than the entirety of human history. And by the way, you could absolutely view the way we use credit cards and debit cards as a form of crypto just called dollars. There's your precursor. By the way, what you mentioned earlier is not actually, in fact, paying a bill. It is canceling a debt, which is, <laughs> technically <Right>. speaking, <laughs> not the same thing. But, but I mean, if we really wanted, I mean, you're absolutely right. If, but if we really wanted to dissect it, what we're doing is we're imagining things and agreeing on that imagination. True enough. Or false enough, I guess that would be, right? I, I'm, we're starting to confuse each other now because this world is so upside down. I often wonder if I'm breathing air or breathing water. Upside down, backwards, and inside out. Let's move forward. As my father would say, bass backwards. <laughs> on March 13th, President Trump officially declared a national emergency. He states that he was making $50 billion in federal funds available to states and territories to combat the beer bug. He also said that he would give hospitals and doctors more flexibility to respond to the situation, which included making it easier to treat people remotely. And then Mr. Trump went on to say, I don't know why you idiots have been paying taxes, because in just a few weeks, we're going to be basically handing everyone somewhere between $10,000 and $100,000, depending off it's an individual or you have a business. I mean, it's, you know, this is the thing. There, there are still people who watch the news and they get so excited that, oh my God, $50 billion in taxpayer money. No, it's not. It's paper. It's fiat. It's imaginary. And they, I watched them control the what they call the electorate for more than half of my lifetime based on the idea of there's a debt and we can't let the debt get bigger and we've got to zero out the debt when in fact the actual truth is is that this system would collapse at any time there was no debt. It required more debt every year to keep the fiat currency going and you can see what's going on here. Oh my God, the, the president's $50 billion? That's a lot of money. No, it's not. It's a lot of paper basically. On March 15th, the CDC advised that no gatherings of 50 or more people in the United States should occur over the next eight weeks. This recommendation would be anything fun and interesting, including weddings, festivals, parades, concerts, sporting events, and conferences. The following day, President Trump made it even more serious, advising citizens to avoid groups of more than 10. New York City's public school system, which is the nation's largest with approximately 1.1 million students, announced that it would close for an indeterminate amount of time. All right, I'm not getting into the 11, the 9-11 nonsense. Let's just ask a simple question. OCDC, I'd like to ask an honest question here. Where do you drive your authority? 
can you show me where you got the authority to deliver dictates to the American people? And if you try to weasel out of it and say that you directed the president to make that direction, I will correct you again and say that you are the source of this and you didn't have the authority to do it. And so I will wonder on the end of that question how long it will be before one of the methods that we've been looking at from many places, many different ways to go at it that are all based in the constitutional ideas in the places that actual provide authority to entities. You can see what's going on here. Who voted for the CDC? How do they have the authority? It's a house of cards. And this is what I've been trying to point out more than anything. If you want to live in freedom, someone's going to have to blow on the house of cards. And it's going to have to be quite a number of someone's. But you can see the point I'm making. Where do they derive their authority? What gives them jurisdiction over you? You can't answer these questions because the answer is nobody knows. It's just corporations doing whatever the hell they want. On March 16th, several countries across Latin America began imposing restrictions on their citizens to slow the spread of the beer bug. Venezuela announced a nationwide quarantine that began on March 17th. Ecuador and Peru implemented countrywide lockdowns. Colombia and Costa Rica closed their borders. Interestingly, Jair Bolsonaro, the president of Brazil, encouraged mass demonstrations by his supporters against his opponents in Congress. Cause the mind weapon, cause the dissent, cause the any reason to think about anything but common sense. I'll just ask one stupid question. Is this why the Rolling Stones wrote under my thumb? Because that's what's going on here. All these places are under someone's thumb. On March 17th, France began imposing a nationwide lockdown. This prohibited gatherings of any size and postponed the second round of its municipal elections. Residents were told to stay home, but officials did allow people to go out for fresh air. However, they also warned that meeting a friend on the street or in a park would be punishable with a fine. According to The Who, France had more than 6,500 infections with more than 140 casualties. Oh, my word. How abusive. How abusive can it get? I mean, this is just so abusive to living human spirits. But let's just say it one more time. Oh, 11, you evil monster. Let me count the ways. March 17, 11, 6,500, 11, 11, 11, 11. March, France starts this. Every, you know, it goes on and on and on. The, the bad intent, the mind weapons, the black magic spells. Just anything that can be brought to bear to screw with the human mind. It's terrible, man. It's terrible. Also on March 17th, European leaders voted to close off at least 26 countries to nearly all visitors from the rest of the world for a minimum of 30 days. The ban on non-essential travel from outside the area was the first coordinated response to the situation by the European Union. Gotta wonder where that's gone because they chose 26 countries, which is the eight idea, which is not only mercurial and mind weapony and all the things we've said about mercury, but it also implies infinity. It's a loop that keeps going and going and going. And I would suggest that not a damn inch of ground that's been taken is going to be given back unless you accept these other things like the inoculation and the tracking chip and the trace tracking. And by the way, did you update your iPhone? Because you're already being tracked and traced. If you did, um, it goes on and on and on. And I mean, at some point, 
we ought to do a internet uprising and just refer to everyone as Winston to make the point. On March 19th, China reported no new local infections for the previous day, considered a milestone in the ongoing fight against the stated pandemic. The official news signaled that an end to China's epidemic situation could actually be in sight. Not to seem too hopeful, experts said that the country would need to see at least 14 consecutive days without new infections for the outbreak to be considered over. This announcement did not mean that China recorded no new beer bug cases. Officials said that 34 new cases had been confirmed among people who had arrived in China from elsewhere. This is the classic Tavistockian mind weapon probably thought up by the fruit dude or young or Lord knows what mind hacker. Um, it's the idea that you never let people find level after you've started things like this. Here's bad news. Here's good news. Here's news that no one can figure out. No, look how good, good, good. Go up. Sorry, not good, bad. This is the constant keeping people off balance. And the reason it's done, as we pointed out in the Tavistock episodes, is because at some point the human mind just gives up and they don't care anymore. And they do things like, I'll just get drunk. I'll just party, I'll do anything to try to feel normal because there is no normalcy. Just to make a very fine point here, that's exactly what's going on here. On March 23rd, the Prime Minister of the United Kingdom, Boris Johnson, orders a lockdown. This lockdown closed all non-essential shops, barred meetings of more than two people, and required all people to stay in their homes, accepting trips for food or medicine. Those who disobeyed the directive risked being fined by the police. So in the same month, they did lockdowns. And in both cases, the, the date resolved to an eight. These are mercurial ideas. This is the thief. This is the, the endless loop, the Mobius strip, the eight. This is all related to the system we've come up in. All of our medicine is mercurial. All of our corporations are mercurial. You know, you can almost start to make the argument that if Greek gods were still in fashion, that Mercury would be Zeus in the systems that we've had. But how can it be that back on March 17, they encoded a lockdown 26 countries, then old Boris shows up on the 23rd. You got to get their eight. And I think what they're saying here, and it's just a guess, it's all plausibly deniable, of course, is that they're not letting go of this stuff ever. That endless loop is really what's being communicated here. They're going for the brass ring. On March 24th, officials announced that the Summer Olympics that were to be held in Tokyo would be postponed for one year. Only three previous games had ever been canceled, and all because of war. These occurred in 1916, 1940, and 1944. Well, we we predicted this on more than one occasion, even the cancellation at one point. Don't remember the episodes. The first one has a 9-11, a code 1916 in the date, but I'm, I'm just, let's go. On March 20th, Narendra Modi, India's prime minister, halted all domestic flights, while the next day, a 21-day lockdown was declared. The number of reported cases in India was about 500, and the prime minister pledged to spend about $2 billion on medical supplies, isolation rooms, ventilators, and training for medical professionals. Now, the mind weapon being used here all over the place, but I'll just say again, how do you quarantine? Do you quarantine sick people? 
or do you quarantine every living, breathing man or woman? It's that simple to see what's going on here. But that's going to bring us to the top of hour one. I have a tough time with these episodes because we've made the idea that maybe someday in the future, some of these episodes would actually matter. Maybe 50 years, someone finds one in a sock drawer and it ends up mattering for some reason. We have no way to know. But we're trying to get on the record the things that could be erased from the Barnwood wall. And even though this is all mainstream timelines, nonetheless, all information comes from the barn wall now. The internet can be changed at the punch of a key, um, which is why we do episodes like this. It's just hard because I don't want to count anymore. Uh, I don't want to have to be in a position where I'm pointing out these ridiculously sickening things all the time because I can do it at a glance. I can do this at a glance, but more than anything, I've learned if it's coming from the news, it's not there to help you. And I can't instill that enough. What's driving this basically war is information and fear. And unfortunately, the information is the weapon, as is fear, but that's a weapon you're wielding on your own if you're afraid. The other weapon is a monopoly. It's like it's like one army in the world owned by one side. In other words, the war is not a war because it is so one-sided as to be undescribable as a war. The media machine is owned and operated. How quickly did we see every commercial on television go to singing the tune that's being sung, screaming the fear? How quickly did every television show, even music for crying out loud, all of it, full spectrum media and lockstep like that. And by the way, if you just hang out for a couple more weeks, all the top country stars will come to celebrate all the heroes because someone snapped their fingers and said, hey, you slaves, get your mouths out there and sing the tune we want sung. That's the world where we're at. So I hope you'll join us in the second hour. We will say a little more than we've said in hour one, certainly, though I've kind of had it up to my eyeballs and I'll push my luck and I'll say the things I've said here, though it will not run on YouTube because what's the point? But anyhow, I want to wish everybody on the tale of this kind of depressing hour one a happy, healthy, and higher-minded year ahead. And I want to assure you from every fiber of my being, I can tell you this is a house of cards. This whole thing is built on a house of cards. It's a mind game. If you free your mind, you free everything. And the first wind that begins to blow is going to knock the deck down. It is a literal house of cards. Join us on the other side for 223 at Crow 777 Radio. There it is, man. Cheers.